Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 192, looking at 2 Chronicles 22 and Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 into chapter 13 and verse 17. First, we're heading into 2 Chronicles, and it may seem like chapter 22 is another list of battles and another list of corrupt kings. However, there is something different in this narrative. Athaliah becomes queen and rules over the kingdom of Judah. She was the only woman to rule over Judah, and her role was centred around her evil. She was the daughter of Jezebel and Ahab, and she didn't seek the Lord at all. She ruled as one wicked to the core. And why is this such an important fact to pick up on in chapter 22? It reminds us that the Bible is not only scripture, meaning the word of God, but it is also a history book. The information contained within it helps us to establish what was happening at the time, and in this case, the evil rule over Judah. It's quite striking to think of the Bible in this way. We need to remember that even though it was written thousands of years ago, it was written in a real time by real people telling us about real events. That is what makes it so powerful. It is truth both on a spiritual level and on a practical historical level. We now head into Matthew's Gospel and it can often be quite confusing trying to decipher what Jesus means and why he spoke in certain ways. What we learn today is that some approached Jesus with a hardened heart and were never going to understand the words he spoke. Yet for those who let the Spirit work in their lives, they not only heard Jesus but learned to understand what he meant. For example, it seems quite unfair that Jesus ignored his family, his blood relatives, and instead looked to his followers and declared them his family. Yet it's only unfair when we think about it in a purely human perspective. Let us instead think on a spiritual level. Those who seek Jesus who support him and who wish to follow him, well, they are counted in the family of God. But those who don't support him, no matter their earthly connection with him, they're not family of God because they're working against Christ. And that was the case with the family of Jesus. We always come back to whether you're a true follower of Christ or whether you have rejected him. Which brings us on to the parable of the sower, which we will look at in more detail tomorrow. But for now, what I want you to see is that Jesus used language that the people would understand in that area at that time. He used a simple farming story to appeal to those who followed him. It was a story they could connect with and they could understand. Fast forward, I think, to today, and many Christians use Christian jargon when they talk with one another. We use words like repentance and atonement. These are right words to use, but not everyone will understand them. So we, therefore, we need to do two things. First, we need to speak a language that people will understand. And then second, we're to teach them the language of the Bible and what these words actually mean. Consider today what language or discussion topics you focus on in public settings. Would a non-Christian know what you mean? In fact, do you even know what you mean? There is no point in sounding smart and using cool words if you cannot explain the simplicity of the gospel. For the gospel message is simple so that a child would understand, yet complex so that the magnitude of the Lord is displayed. Try this as a practice this week. Explain the gospel in one minute. Try not use any jargon, but instead see if you can explain the beauty of being saved from our wrongdoing in such a way that the average Joe on the street would understand. And in practicing, we learn a vital lesson and how to share the good news of Jesus with those who have yet to hear. So let's pray as we finish out today. Father, we do indeed thank you and praise you that your word is both faithful spiritually, but also faithful as a historical, accurate book. And Father, we thank you and praise you that we can look at each word, each chapter, each book, and know that it is truth. 
Father, we pray that as we seek to follow you today, that we would not be filled with spiritual Christian jargon, but instead we would know the simplicity of the gospel and have the ability to share that with others. Father, let us not get overly complex thinking it makes us sound like great spiritual people, but instead let us simply seek faithfulness in Christ so that we can serve you each day of our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen.